0: Okay, Rockstar Nation, we have a great agent on the line today coming from Las Vegas, Nevada. Trish Williams is on the line and I'm excited to hear what she is doing to soar to the top of her market in a very, very, very short period of time. So without further ado, Trish, welcome to Pat Hyman Interviews Real Estate Rockstars.
1: Viva Las Vegas, Rockstar Nation. Good morning.
0: Trish, why don't you um, tell our audience a little bit about you so they can get to know you better?
1: Okay, well, um, I was born and raised here in Las Vegas. I have an amazing husband, four great kids. Um, I'm one of the very few locals here that's actually lived here my whole life. Um, prior to real estate, I was in commercial construction. Um, I was actually a union painter, so I did like specialty finishes and a lot of the casinos downtown on the Strip. Um, 2008, I had in my own business doing custom homes, same thing, um, specialty finishes. And the market tanked. I took a full-time job at Caesars Palace, and um, I was bored out of my mind. I hated being an hourly employee. I always wanted to get into real estate, so I just dove into it. I did the real estate school online during lunch breaks. And um, when I got my license, I was still working there and the company was doing layoffs. I wasn't like involved in the whole process, but I volunteered because I really just wanted to dive full into real estate and I I felt like I could do it. So I did. And um, uh, well, that's the story from there.
0: Wow. And, and and so what attracted me to Trish was this, like, I get a lot of emails and people reaching out to me on Facebook, and they're like, Pat, I'm a brand new agent. I, I probably get emails from more brand new agents um, than I do, you know, um, novice agents uh, with regards to questions. I think that's where the majority, a lot of the questions that don't necessarily get answered on the on the podcast come from Um, and my advice to them in a very simple uh, way is um, find the rookie of the year right because they're like oh well I try to talk to agents in my market but they don't want to share or or you know they're 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 very tight with everything And, and I don't think it's because they're secretive i just think it's because they're busy and they get so many rookies asking them stuff and and they just feel that 99 out of 100 probably won't take their advice um so why give it anyway so they don't have time for it and and i'm saying that because i know from 27 some years being a real estate agent that Tons of people ask for advice and very few take it. And because of that, it it, it made me that way too when I was in the prime of my career. So my advice to them has always been find the rookie of the year. Go to your office and find the rookie of the year because the rookie of the year is going to, number one, tell you how to do it in today's market, in your exact market, in your exact time, like recently in the last 12 months, how they did it. And. And they're going to be willing to talk to you because someone just helped them get to where they are. They're not at that snob level yet or at that level yet where they're too busy to even give you advice because because they're still kind of rookies in themselves and they're still excited about it. So anyway, so I was like, let me, let me get Trisha on the phone. She's the Rookie of the Year in her office, 2015. Um, she killed it. She's, she's a, a, almost met her um, it looks like her production what in the first four or five months of this year you're going to meet your production of last year
1: Yes, yes um, so so far as of February I'd met half of my production already um, of last year and wow. yeah, I should um, yeah by five months my goal was to double my production year over year, but i I think I'm going to exceed that this year so, um, already it's so you you'll two and a
0: half times your production of last year and last yes. year, how many houses did you sell?
1: Uh, Last year, I sold 24 homes. Okay. Um. Out of that 24 homes, I um, which is interesting, and some people think I'm crazy for this. Is um, 20 of them were buyers. Um, I really love working with buyers, which I know is not you know in the industry. It's not really what everybody's trying to focus on. I just, it's just me and my personality. I love working with buyers. Well,
0: it's easier as a new agent um to start working with buyers. At the same time, it could. It could be bad because you get addicted to them. Um, so <laughs> you're, I, I, think you're almost better off. In my opinion, you're almost better off not selling any houses for six to nine months and becoming a listing agent, as opposed to starting day one and selling buyers because then you, you can't wean yourself off that addiction. Um, so I don't know, just something to be aware of. But, but nonetheless, you know, not everybody can wait six to nine months, and and a lot of them want to sell twenty houses 25 houses their first year on their own so take us to that what did you do the first day
1: okay so the first day well well to start with i've been listening to your show since i thought about getting into real estate so that has really helped me out tremendously it's like free coaching so i love it thank you you're welcome um Now, since the first day, what I started out doing um, was, you know, rental referrals. For me, it was like practice. I could practice on these people that are getting into rentals. It's temporary. It's not the biggest purchase of their lifetime. I got familiar with doing MLS searches, with, you know, just showing homes, getting inside there and talking to people. And for me, that's what made me feel comfortable. And, uh, you know, I was doing, you know, nine to six to nine rentals a month. You know, it was making a little bit of money. It wasn't a lot. But, you know, it worked out. These
0: these were from agents that were just, I don't want to do a rental. Like, how did you find all these rentals?
1: just it, it's kind of I posted on Facebook that I'm in real estate and I was doing rentals it, it to me it seems like in our market here in Vegas everybody all the realtors are so busy that there's like renters lined up just trying to find somebody to help them because most people won't even give them the time of day you know just because we're so busy on selling homes that we don't really have time for these you know little rental referrals right so um so yeah they're they're everywhere they're easy to find
0: <laughs> so you just decided to get busy Busy, which is great, you know, get yeah. the blood flowing, and you just started working rentals. Okay, then what'd yeah. you
1: do? Uh, well, they, you know, they started a, a couple of them referred me buyers. Um, I turned two of them into buyers. You know, we we were out looking, and I was just like, you know, you you're actually could qualify to buy a home from everything you told me, and you know, we did we dug deeper, and I converted them. Um, from there, I okay, women. So going let's
0: let's learn something oh. from that. What, okay. What, do that to me let's pretend um let's pretend i'm talking to you um let's can we role play this sure because this is good um trish i i saw this ad or, or or such and such you know has this rental and they were too busy can you show it to me
1: of course i can pat what is it um exactly tell me a little bit about yourself and what you're looking for um you know what's your what are you looking for to pay in rent per month
0: well, my fiance and I, you know, are moving here from California and we want to pay about $2,700 a month uh, or, or less in rent.
1: Okay, great. And you know, uh, Pat, when you do a rental application, they're actually going to pull your credit. Um, they just check and make sure that you don't have any recent defaults, um, you know, anything that's going to affect your credit negatively, any unpaid collections within the last six months. Are you okay on that? Do you feel like you have maybe a decent credit? credit report going on there?
0: Yeah, our credit's fine.
1: Okay. Um, now, let me ask you this. $2,700 a month is a lot to pay in rent if you're paying a landlord especially. Have you thought of purchasing?
0: Um, We kind of need to start the jobs, our jobs right away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we figure we'll eventually buy, but we want to get to know the area first.
1: Okay, great. Well, you know, the investment when, you, when you're when you when you're spending money on rent, you're going to sign a year lease and rent. Do you really want that to go to nothing? I mean, we could always see if purchasing is a good idea for you. It's going to save you money over the long run. And if you don't like the area, sell your house and move. Uh, Vegas is a great place to live. You're really going to like it here.
0: Well, I guess when you put it that way, it is $30,000 that we would be giving away.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yes. To and the return landlord, over... Yeah.
1: Yeah, the return over time is going to be great. And, you know, if the market continues to increase as it's been doing, you might be able to make a little money in the end, and you're not going to be able to do that off paying rent.
0: Well, will our payment be less for the same amount of house? Do you know what I mean?
1: Yes, it definitely will. Um, I have a chart I could show you. I have a, you know, rent versus buy chart that can show you, um, you know, for the amount of rent that you're paying, what you could purchase in a home. And definitely, you definitely would be saving money that way.
0: So, how much? Like, uh, if I paid twenty seven hundred a month for the same size yeah. house, what do you think I can get mortgage wise?
1: So, for twenty seven hundred dollars a month, you're probably looking at, um, depending on the down payment amount that you're going to put, you're probably looking at a house around four four hundred four hundred thirty thousand. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And in Vegas, I uh, you know coming from California, you don't get a whole lot for four hundred thirty thousand, but in Vegas, you get a lot for that. So, um, definitely get you um, get you in a, a, a nice place and save you some money on that. Well, payment. we consider that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and give you some information for a mortgage officer. Just give him a call. He'll ask you a couple questions and, you know, see if everything's good. But it sounds to me like that would be a better your best interest right here.
0: Okay. And then what do you do? Do you, do you sit down and, you know, go over what their tax break is going to be and benefits like that?
1: um i actually uh, from that point i would just forward them over to the mortgage lender i don't want to get them too far into it just make sure that they can actually qualify and then once we go into that usually once people see that they can qualify they get that pre-qualification amount with the payment where they want to be They're they're excited and it's it's a done deal from there Hmm.
0: okay so how did you sell the other 22 houses
1: Well, a lot of them came from my sphere. Um, I did a couple with open houses. I found that you know, basically, my my thing is being in front of people. I'm I'm friendly. People like me when they meet me, when they talk to me. It's just uh, I I, I'm better in front of people than on the phone. So uh, open houses have worked really well for me and my sphere. Um, Originally, when I was in classes, when I was getting started, you know, everybody says call your sphere. You know, call the people that you know, and that terrified me. I didn't want to call them. I thought I was going to annoy them. I thought they were going to hang up on me. (laughs) And these are my friends. I was just terrified of calling and trying to sell them something. So I didn't do it for a couple months. But when I did, it was like, it was like a gold mine. It was like, you know, they were happy to hear from me. They were cheering me on in my career change. And, you know, I asked them for referrals and they were giving them to me. It was like, it was almost like I was cheating. Like, (laughs) how is this so easy?
0: (laughs) All I had to do (laughs) was ask.
1: Yeah. Like why, you know, I, I, it's, I, I really expected it to be so much harder than it was. So it was like it was just like breaking into a gold mine and and that still it continues. Like my business today is almost all referrals. Um it's it's from my sphere, it's from people I know or my past clients that are referring people that they know. And it's it just continues to flow. So,
0: so if you had to like map out some specific steps of so people listening could say, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what Trish does. Mm-hmm. Um, to get referrals, what specifically are you doing?
1: Uh, ask for them. <laughs> you're, yeah. not gonna, you're not going to get them if you don't ask for them. Um, I when when I started calling in my sphere, I started in my you know my contact list of my phone. I just started from A. You know, and just start calling people. And 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 I just asked. I said, you know, are, are you're looking to buy or sell real estate. Why not use somebody that you know, like, and trust already? And, you know, if you're not in the market right now, you probably know somebody that is. And you know I'm going to do great. And I'm going to give them 100%. So why not refer them to me? And it's that easy. They do. I also use a lot of it on Facebook because I, you know, I, I have... Five hundred contacts in my phone. I, I, I can't call everybody every day, so I keep in contact. Now, every time when I meet somebody, I put them on Facebook, and I don't. I don't put them on my business page. I have a Facebook business page, but I don't use that. Um, I use it to reach people that I don't know already. But every time I meet somebody, I have their first and last name. They're my friend on Facebook, and. I just constantly, I'm not marketing people on Facebook because I don't want to be annoying. So I'm posting things. I post personal things, but personal things that I'm not afraid of the public seeing because I know that there's so many people on there now. But I also, once a week, I post something real estate related. I'll tag myself at a title company or something that just reminds them, you know, even those silly memes, that something that just reminds them that I do real estate. Um, I received a lot of awards last year. Every single one of those awards went on Facebook. You know, I put a picture of it. You know, I, I always put my successes up there so they know that I'm doing good. And even when people don't know me, once they're your friend on Facebook, it's like they kind of forget where you came from. Cause you have so many people on that list. And, you're their friend. I mean, I go through Facebook, I comment on other people's posts, you know, I I become their friend, even if I'm a stranger. And it's just you, you gain credibility and they like me, you know, so it's I've had uh, quite a few people contact me through Facebook because they know I'm a realtor. They like me, I'm, I interact with them on Facebook. And you know, it's a it's just as good as a personal referral.
0: That's great. And you do everything yourself, right?
1: Yes, I do everything myself, and I and I do it all. Like I said, primarily on my personal page. I run Facebook ads from my business page, maybe once a month, just to reach new people. Everybody that likes it off those, you know, those managed ads. What are they? Facebook post managed ads, whatever they are. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever they like those ads, I friend them. I just I just add them to my friends list.
0: <laughs> wow. So okay. So you know, you're going to do 50 houses. Let's say if you double this year, you'll do 50 houses. Uh-huh. Um, what What was your profit margin last year?
1: Okay, so last year, I was, um, my GCI was about 114000 My take home was 80, around 87000 I had an 80% profit margin. My close volume was 4035000 um, right now, this year, through th- 2016, I'm already over $2.5 million in volume. I've closed 11 deals. I have three currently in escrow, three active listings, and uh, about six buyers that are active that I'm working with.
0: And, and how are you keeping up with all that? What are you doing, that, are you doing <laughs> to keep up with twice as much business and keep your profit margin at 80% or so high? You know? Because if you can do that, you'll make a profit of over 200, um, You know, second year in the business.
1: Yeah. A lot of it is um, just managing my schedule and time blocking um, because I work with a lot of buyers. I basically, I sit down in a buyer's consultation in the beginning and I, I tra- train them. I tell them that, you know, I, this we're going to look at houses on this day. We're going to go between 11 and one. I give them two hour windows. I don't let them take all of my time but I tell them to trust me we're going to find what you're looking for I'm going to make sure that we do that but just trust me that we don't have to be driving around all day checking everything that you see that has a for sale sign in the yard that's not that's not what's gonna work it's not what's what's gonna find you a house when we make an offer we're going to make a good offer that's going to get accepted so uh, a, a lot of it is is just that. I mean, in, in the beginning, um, first time that I had a big problem that I had to go to my broker for was I had six active buyers and I didn't know what to do with them. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> I was just like, they're driving me crazy. I'm working all kinds of hours. I don't know what to do. And I'm not doing anything because it's just too much to handle. So it, at that time, um, I actually got a, a showing assistant. Well, I don't have a showing assistant. I I have somebody from the office that, you know, when they have extra time, you know, I'll pay them if I get overloaded. That doesn't really happen that often. Do you give, them, I, do you
0: give them like a percentage or, yeah, or do you just pay just them hourly? Yeah, a percentage.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, 20%. and, and So you, you know, just say,
0: hey, if they buy... I'll give you 20% yeah. and yeah, you're going to show them houses. Okay. So, yeah. all right. Yeah. So, you have six active buyers. So, you're basically schooling them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, are you telling them to do drive-bys uh, ahead of time? So that- No,
1: but I tell them to check the neighborhood. So, when we sit and okay. when, when we're doing our buyer consultation, we go on the MLS. We zone in on an area. Where do you want to live? And if you don't know where you want to live... Go hang out in the neighborhoods where you think you wanna live. Go right. to the grocery store. Go shop around there. Find out where you wanna live. Because if we're gonna go look at houses in the wrong area, it's not gonna do any good. Yeah, because you're it's really never a-
0: looking at houses, are you? You're always looking most people I think are looking at neighbor. I know my wife and I are looking at buying a a second home and you know, at the end of the day we've we've narrowed it down to two neighborhoods and that's it. And when right. we bought our last home and the home before that, we bought we didn't buy a house, we bought in in a certain neighborhood. It was neighborhood right. first. So I think that's smart.
1: Yeah, you can find the perfect house anywhere. It's just if if you're in the wrong yeah. neighborhood, if you don't like where it's at, you're not going to love the house. So it's um that that's been, you know, that was that's one of the main things I tell people. Let's find out where you want to live before we even get started because that's going to take most of the struggle out of it.
0: And then how do you make sure that they're only looking at you know, five to ten houses? How do you make sure that they're not going to look at you know, everything out there?
1: Yeah. We we narrow down on what they want. You know, that's all through the buyer's consultation. I show them the MLS. Like, this is what's on the market. This is what's here. We look at the pictures on a big, you know, we have a big screen, one of those big screen TVs in the office. You know, we look at it there. Uh, we look at pictures. I find out what they like and what they don't. Um, right now, the way that Vegas market is, is... Um, there's multiple offers on almost everything. Uh, it's, it's really, uh, we have, we have a, a big seller market right here now. So there's a lot of competition, you know, and I, I let them know if, if, if you find the right house, you wait three days, that house is going to be gone. Mm. So I, it, what do
0: you tell them? What, what's your advice as a professional? Mm-hmm. Trish, how do I win? Tell me what to do.
1: You're gonna write a strong offer. There's a lot that's of competition ambiguous. right now. Uh, that's
0: ambiguous. <laughs> t- t- tell me exactly. I'm the buyer. Tell me what to do. Escalation clause. Drop the drop the appraisal. What 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 are you recommending?
1: No, none of that is really um, necessary right now. Just a a lot of, a lot of people I come in with buyers, you know, they're still thinking sellers have to cover all of your closing costs. It's really not going to happen. You want to get your offer accepted. You're going to give them what they're asking for. You're not going to ask for closing and you're, you're going to be reasonable. We get you, you know, approved and everything ahead of time. I make sure that they're working with a great lender because that, actually impacts the offer process a lot um, you know I, I know what uh, you know what they what they want to see on there um, that's that's basically it I mean there's no uh, we I haven't come into any situations where we had to drop the appraisal or anything like that it's just basically well that's good writing, so your your market up. is
0: just starting to heat up and it has, it's not like crazy <laughs> crazy in mean, parts of California you gotta and a lot of places where I'm interviewing people they're Dropping the appraisals, they're really you know dropping the finance contingency. They're you know they they're all kinds of tricks. So it's, oh wow. <laughs> so you'll get there sooner or later, probably. But what? So let's talk technology. What uh, what's good tech with technology that you're using?
1: Um, right now, there's an app that I recently got that I just love. It's called the Walking Farm. Have you heard of this?
0: No, the Walking <laughs> Farm.
1: The walking farm, yeah. So what the walking farm is, it's a, it, it's a, you know, and I have it on my iPhone, iPhone app. Um, Basically, you can search an address if you're going door knocking or you're door knocking around an open house around a listing or even, you know, your buyers want to know how many renters are in the neighborhood. You pull up this app, you get a bird's eye view of the neighborhood and you just run your finger around the roofs of the houses that you want more information on. And little icons pop up. They're red if they're rented or they're green if they're owned. Um, It tells you what owner occupy tells you all of the neighborhood details, nearby schools, um, everything that you need there. And if you're actually door-knocking, there's a spot in there where you can add notes. So, you know, if the person, you know, says, oh, yeah, I, I am interested in listing my house, you know, maybe three months down the road. Well, you can add those notes right there in the farm and you can save that farm. You can email it to yourself. You can do whatever you want with it. So it's, I love this app.
0: So it's kind of made for people. For agents that door oh, yeah. knock, right, or or any salesperson that door knocks, right, because that that's why they call it the walking farm, because it's like a a farm, farm that yeah. you're like your 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 farm that you're farming, like you know <laughs> that what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, you can
1: you can literally farm a neighborhood and find out every person if it has the, a renter occupying the property, it tells you the renter's name right there on the property detail sheet. So it's um, so you can walk amazing. around
0: and. Wow, that's amazing! And and, and Mr. Rodriguez, yes, how'd you know? (laughs) It's right here on my app. You know, I mean,
1: yeah. So yeah, you take your iPad, you just go door to door, and you can, you know, keep notes and whatever, whatever you want to use it for. It's, uh, you know, I I've thought of multiple different ways I can use it. So it's yeah, great. I'm loving that app. Um, Another one I use all the time is Taxbot. Being a rookie agent. You know, you got, you get all that, you know, you're a business owner now, you got to keep track of your mileage, you got to keep track of your expenses, and that's overwhelming to me because I'm really not a numbers person. So, um, have you heard of this TaxBot app?
0: No, (laughs) T-A-X-B-O-T?
1: Yep, TaxBot.
0: Okay, tell me. So,
1: um, what TaxBot is, is you can, I have it synced to my business checking account, my business credit card, and... It has a GPS mileage tracker, so everywhere you go, it just tracks your mileage, you know, it starts tracking your trip when you leave the house, and it, you know, ends wherever you stop. So you can go in there, you can add, you know, where you went, what you did, and you have all of your mileage there. It comes in a printout report that you can print out, give right to your CPA. And then for the expenses... Every single transaction that you use to the accounts that you have linked to it, like my business checking, my business credit card, all of those accounts, I can just type in what the expense was, what it was for. And again, at the end of the year, I have a detailed printed report with everything there. It's nice, clean, tidy. CPA loves it. And it's a headache-free for me. So. That's a that's a really that's a great one.
0: That's a great one. What about what are you using to keep track of all your of of your clients and that sort of thing?
1: Yes, we have. um, So Keller Williams, I'm a Keller Williams agent. Sorry. (laughs) Keller Williams gives us a, a CRM. It's through market leader. It's called eEdge. I've been using that is um, to keep track of my database. I put everybody on um, email drip campaigns, and starting out, it's it's served its purpose. It's contacted people, you know, that that I have on there. It sends them out the monthly email market updates. But what I'm working on this year is actually. Personalizing that a lot more because it's just a basic report that comes out. You know, it's kind of just you know, kind of training wheels for that that first CRM database. But what I'm doing is trying to personalize it more to something that's more me. It has a little more spunk, a little more flair. So I'm working on that right now and um, hoping to get something going out within the next quarter.
0: Excellent, excellent, yeah. excellent. So if a rookie of the year for 2016, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you can't get that anymore because you've already gotten it. <laughs> you're no longer a, a rookie. came to you and they said, Trish, what what do I need to do to win this race? I, I want to get the Rookie of the Year 2016 award. Right. Um, what's your advice?
1: If you're not doing anything, you're not working. You know, I I, I I, talk to new agents a lot, of course, because I was the Rookie of the Year. They always come and ask me for advice and it's, okay, what did you do today to lead generate? Did If you're not doing anything, it's not coming to you. Every single day, you have to do something. If you're out, there's times I just took my laptop to Starbucks because I didn't have anything going on. So I said, I'm going to work here and I'm going to talk to people. Whoever walks by, I'm going to talk to them. Wow. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If you're not doing anything, you're doing nothing. No, don't wait for the business to come to you no matter what you're doing. If you're out showing rentals, if you're out just talking to people just to talk to them, talk to people every day about real estate. Um, do something. Um, you know, I, I for me personally, I'm just not that machine that can sit there on, on the phone 9 to 11 and lead generate. I wish I could. I, there's a guy in my office that does it and he's amazing at it. I just can't it's not me Um, I'm more social I'm just I'm all over the place you know and and for me I just have to get out I have to talk to people and it works you know you you talk to people you're going to talk to somebody that likes you and they're going to give you business or you know I mean right now there's so many people out there looking to buy and sell homes just they're everywhere
0: you just gotta find them right you just gotta gotta find them
1: you're not gonna find them in your house they're not knocking they're not knocking at your door if you don't Um, find them
0: first somebody else will
1: Right. They're not coming to your office. They're not knocking at your door. You have to get out there and find them. And you, you just have to be doing some type of activity every single day. Don't lock yourself in the office. Don't, you know, stay at home and say, oh, I, I do real estate and I work from home because you're not going to be doing anything.
0: Wow. That's great. That's great. And it's, and it's good advice. And And anybody... That's a rookie or anybody that uh, wants to get back to the basics because the, the basics are what it's all about. If you're in a slump or you're uh, starting to slow down or, or whatever, you can learn a lot from somebody like Trish. I mean, just, just get out there. what what does Tony Robbins say? Motion creates emotion. You get out there and you start moving around. Go to the Starbucks and start talking to people. Get on the computer and start talking to people. Go to events and start talking to people. Go to any any party, anything that you get invited for, never say no. Always say yes. Just go there. Even if you don't know anybody, just go to everything you could think of or anything that I mean you get, especially with Facebook and Evite, you get invited to all this crap that you're never oh, going to yeah. know. I don't even say no to this stuff anymore, right? I just let it <laughs> expire because I get invited to so many things, but there's so much stuff out there that you could go to and network. Um, yeah. and you just got to you just got to go do it.
1: Yeah, everyday life is is networking, you know, everything that you do every day you're networking. People are looking at you. They see what you're doing and that that's what it's all about. It, it if I didn't if I was new to Vegas and I didn't know anybody. I joined as many groups as I could, you know, just find local community groups, you know, stuff at the rec center, who knows, just join everything, make friends. Those are the people that are going to give you business. Um, To me, those are the best source of business, because they already know you, they already like you. And they're so easy to work with.
0: Wow. Well, Tris, there's no doubt in my mind that you're going to sell over 50 houses this year. I'm hoping you'll do five a month. That's just incredible. And do everything you can to keep your profit margin close or, or, or as high as it can be. And uh, I think you're going to have a, a, a killer year. I'm so excited. So, listen, thanks so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And uh, best of luck to you in Vegas. And next time I'm in Vegas, we'll get together and break some bread.
1: Sounds good, Pat. Thanks for having me. Have a great week.
0: You too. All right. Well, I hope you have enjoyed this session of Real Estate Rockstars. I'm Pat Hyben, and I appreciate you spending time tuning in for some rock solid advice. I encourage you to take action on something that you have connected with. These insights, along with goal setting, will help carry you to achieving your destiny. Visit hybendigital.com for resources, how-tos, ebooks, and so much more. Also, reach out to us on Twitter. My handle is at padhyben. And don't forget Rockstar Nation, keep rocking.